anything that makes clinical reasoning easier is probably just shielding you from the truth of the gray and the the difficulty of some of those decision-making processes. And there's not really a course out there that gives you more foundational concept. Welcome back to Training Room Talk, powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. Here we talk about pain, rehab, performance, and education. If you have questions about the nuance that we dive into, please reach out to us. We would love to talk to you about it. Apart from that, we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and we hope everyone stays safe and is staying healthy. All right, guys, welcome back to today's episode of the podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, something that's new, actually just launched because this is going to come out next week. And so at the time that this is out, this just launched Friday a few days ago. So uh, if you're following us on social media, you've probably seen posts in the recent past about Rise, um, which is kind of a new thing that we've got going on. And uh, it's live now, so if you need more information, reach out to us. But we're going to talk about it uh, just so people who are maybe interested and, and have questions if the website wasn't you know, sufficient in giving them some detail, even though there's some videos on there and a fair amount of information, but they just kind of want to know a little bit more about us and our backgrounds or, or where the course came from. This is what that podcast will serve as. That's the plan. Yeah. So what's going on, guys? Um, oh, yeah. And I'm here with Troy, <laughs> Dr. Troy Cuck and future Dr. Tyler Boyd. Yeah. So I wasn't here from the beginning of when you guys kind of started this. Um, I've kind of seen it, how it's progressed to now. Uh, but take me back and just tell me a little bit about how this started and just what is Rise. I feel like the listeners will want to know. They will want to know. I they think. will. They definitely um, will. Yeah. So you've had the the misfortune of being around in the construction of of this as a student, and so you've obviously taken on responsibilities as a student fairly autonomously and pretty independently, just for the sake pretty of supporting uh, <laughs> our ability to work on this. Um, and that's been appreciated from from your, your that, contribution. Max. You you've Greatly contributed to this course in your ability to let my schedule be slightly freer uh, the master class that's been great yeah, and <laughs> and master class came from you the word he did coin that term yeah. um, if john's listening i want a little bit yeah, something percent <laughs> royalties um yeah so i mean rise this it has taken an interesting path to be honest so obviously it's 2021 right now beginning of april and so we are you know, a year removed from the onset of COVID-19 plaguing our country and the world and leaving a lot of people without jobs and a lot of the healthcare system without patients to see. And, and that obviously has a profound impact on you know, people's ability to get work, find work, to keep up with their skills, to be in the clinic, to get the education that they feel like they need. Uh, if you're a student and you're in school. And so a lot of people are, are coming out of this not knowing quite, you know, how to manage maybe some of the, the deficit or the lack of exposure to their profession that they they had during COVID. And because we were going through the same things, working as clinicians, 
and you know having a ton of free time in our schedule between the clinic having been shut down for a very short period of time but then also with the rise of of covid cases and the decline in you know patients presenting to you uh we've had a lot of free time and i know for john the owner of precision it's been a, a long time coming that he's wanted to put together some kind of continuing education course or sometime some kind of you know like it, it's one of those things where you you think about if you for whatever reason had to leave clinical practice you had a family thing or you know god forbid anything other than that happens and you know there's an accident of any sort and you're outside of your profession now is there a way for people to kind of like go back and look at you know what did troy believe like what did troy how did troy practice when he was a clinician how did john practice in the clinic how was precision run like how did they build this thing um and it's been a long time that i know he and and nick perigini have talked a lot about that of like we need to invest some time and effort into putting all this stuff down in a way that can be shared with other people and can be kind of spread um, so other people can learn from those mistakes and get a, a head start on kind of where they want to be if they decide that they want to do something similar and practice in a sports clinic or or you know own a sports clinic at some point um, so that's kind of where the sentiment came from and then because there was a ton of free time and our schedules we need to to figure out a way to occupy and try to be as productive as we possibly could be and it just kind of aligned that this was an opportunity to do something that you otherwise in everyday life outside of covid always can kick it down the road and say you know there's not time for that like the clinic is is slammed and everyone's schedules are packed there's not time to put together this big course but now there was that time and so it was like let's be opportunistic and really make the effort to as a team collaborate build out a course and make it very much you know user friendly for anyone who wants to then learn about you know the process of being a sports clinician and and owning or or running a, a sports clinic or a sports business so uh, that's kind of where things started i think it was Pretty much as soon as I joined Precision, it was like the first week we had started working on this. Mm -hmm. And part of that vision that John had always had is, you know, himself, Pergini, and then even us as the newer clinicians, we've always had this drive to educate, right? We've always had many, many students coming in, whether it was just observing high schoolers or undergrad students, or it was actual students of physical therapists, but they were always coming in and we were always educating. We always love to do that. We love to spread our knowledge, especially in the sports uh, community and rehab setting. So uh, we just wanted to kind of expand that because we've got a ton of applicants coming in here for um, different clinicals. And obviously we're not able to take all of those students. So, you know, you always feel bad turning those other students around and we're always thinking you know what's another way that we could reach out to those students and still help them yeah i mean like the the model of education for physical therapy is you know i don't want to say it's it's like locked in place because most people though they go through a fairly standard educational process they go to undergrad they study kines or exercise science or health science then they go to graduate school and 
we all understand that PT school is designed to give you a generalist understanding of you know physical rehabilitation in many practice settings across a ton of different populations whether it's you know a a newborn baby or a prematurely born baby all the way up to you know a hospice care setting in a skilled nursing facility and somewhere in the middle of that you know having high performing athletic individuals and you don't necessarily become incredibly masterful at any of those more specific niches you just understand just from a general perspective the human body and how to manage common musculoskeletal conditions but you're not equipped to specialize in anything specific and outside of traditional academia you have other options like residency or fellowship and those are obviously much more you know i'm through residency in jefferson can appreciate the degree to which you have to invest finances but then also just time and effort it's a year you know long process fellowship can be multiple years um phds are a whole other thing so in terms of like continuing your education there, a there's a big commitment not everybody can make no and, and you just got done with school a lot of times you don't want to jump into this other commitment for what feels like more school even though i'll make the case residency is different in specific ways but it's still more of a commitment right and so and and to be honest i don't know if, if even the residencies you know maybe a sports residency i don't have experience there but from an orthopedic residency standpoint it still is is furthering your understanding of orthopedics, not necessarily sports and athletes. Mm-hmm. You you always have to do that on your own, and that that comes through following certain people, reading the content they put out. Um, but no one gives you a, a real comprehensive look at okay, like I, I I know you're giving me, you know, the SFMA for example. That's a common course, right? The SFMA gives me an evaluation tool that as a young clinician helps me, helps make my clinical reasoning process a little less arduous, a little easier because I can fall back on this standardized evaluation tool that kind of leads me to certain answers. But we know a lot of those things aren't comprehensive, right? And anything that makes clinical reasoning easier is probably just shielding you from the truth of the gray and the the difficulty of some of those decision-making processes and there's not really a course out there that gives you more foundational concepts from you know looking at assessment but then also diving into uh, other things like you know movement from a performance standpoint for your athletes like squat bench deadlift how do you do those motions how do you coach those motions how do strength conditioning specialists coach those motions or, or identify, you know, in, in quote unquote impaired movement or suboptimal patterns for their performance. And, and, and then on top of that, how do you then fit that into a business model and monetize that? And even you know, how do you modify all of those exercises based on the person that's presented in front of you? Right. And then, and then even more broadly, how do you, in, incorporate current evidence into all of these things that we know are oftentimes lacking in uh, like evidential support and so nothing gave you as broad of a look towards 
the foundational concepts of transitioning from traditional models of education where you are exposed at a very surface level to orthopedic and musculoskeletal management, but then transferring that to or bridging the gap to athletics, sports, strength conditioning, and higher functioning individuals. Um, And that's what RISE essentially turned out to become. Um, RISE is more of a an umbrella company. It's a rehab integrated in sports education. Um, and what we are referring to specifically is the foundations course, which will kind of be like the first step along a an optional continuum of con ed, essentially, that, you know, is tailored to that goal of, of bridging the gap from standard models of education to sports. Uh, and the foundations course is what is coming out or just came out for those listening. Um, that is the course that, that just came out and is available. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm excited. Yeah. And I think even for me, like I've kind of had the opportunity to be a part of this like mock cohort that you guys are running right now. Um, and I know like going back to the PT schools, PT school teaches you to be just a generalist, right? Everything with the evaluation and the assessment and all that stuff. But being in this kind of clinical setting and being in that mock cohort, I've learned so much that I've applied to my assessment or to my evaluation and something that I didn't get in PT school because PT school, it's very like, it's very general, right? Just like what you were talking about. Um, so I know like that has kind of been something that I've been like really taken away from it so far. Um, so I'm actually, I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Boom. Testimonial. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. And, uh, and dealing with athletes and performance is a whole nother beast that a lot of the kind of basics they give you in PT school just don't really cut it. And a lot of those like cookie cutter plans just don't cut it for athletes and higher performing individuals. So that's where Rise kind of stepped in and we kind of got rid of all those cookie cutter ideas. And it's just giving you the whole framework to be able to construct an assessment, to construct an evaluation, to construct your plan for this person that has, you know, all of these different characteristics that are completely different than anybody else because they're based on their performance and their sport that they're participating in. Yeah, and I mean, like, my goal with with Rise was always, was never to, or was always to never be a cookie-cutter system, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't to be an FMS or or an SFMA or, you know, a TPI or some of these other courses that do give you a system. We don't want a system, right? Because we understand that to the extent that those may provide some value, they're probably built on somewhat of a shaky or inconsistent foundation of clinical reasoning that you'll get to a certain point and that system can't elevate your practice beyond what where we want it to be, right? It, it may provide some insight on making sense of what you're seeing, but even then sometimes it falls short of, of really giving you the, the, the true evidence-based narrative behind what you're seeing. And so... The foundations course doesn't provide inherently like a system of, hey, you're going to evaluate this person. You're going to check off all of these boxes. If you check off box three, 
that means he has this dysfunction. If you check off box eight, that means it's this dysfunction. If you check off box eight and it is that dysfunction, therefore you do this treatment. That that doesn't that, work. That doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work and, and it just, yeah, it doesn't. So the goal is really to take a more basic look at how do we reason through what we already know based on our education within you know a traditional model and then just apply that to athletics and there are certain unique circumstances like troy you give a, a return to sport lecture return to sport isn't isn't generally something that school talks about at all Not right all. and you know managing a, an acl patient you know they're at their nine month or their 12 month mark or whatever and you're testing for return to sport you need to know what is the process objectively that i'm going to use that has evidence to support to ensure that this person's safe to return to sport and that will be you know your lsi testing and your assessment of their fear of re-injury and of their hop testing and and you'll you will get into that kind of more standardized system Mm -hmm. you know in our assessment lecture yes we give you a flow that generally can serve as a place to start for identifying someone's movement and and getting some insight on how they move but it's not a system it's it's made to give you the tools so that you don't need a system and that you can know what information to gather know how to make sense of that information and then make decisions based off of that not to give you checkoff lists and mm-hmm. checkoff points um, because I don't know. Yeah. I don't like this. And and our goal was to have everybody that goes through this cohort to be able to work with any athlete from any sport at any level of competitiveness, any age to come in front of you and you feel comfortable knowing what you're doing with that individual because you know there, it's impossible to have a cookie cutter system for all of these vastly different uh, sports and performances and different uh, performance adaptations that the person that the body. Um, adapts over time so it's to give you the tools to be able to work with whatever is in front of you yeah and and like look if we're being honest do you so for the format of the course right it's a 12-week course one lecture per week for 12 weeks the lecture is done live and recorded in the live interaction and uploaded to a, a private, you know, login-based uh, platform that you guys can get the information from us for once you've registered, and and you'll have an automatic login created, and and you'll have this platform with all the the readings that we suggest, and all the PDFs for the powerpoints, and the additional documents and resources, and access to all of this this library that we've built, and as well as the live interactions. Uh, but the reality is, you know, even 12 weeks, 12 lectures, like, do we get to every concept within sports rehab? No. Impossible. You know, it's impossible. That's why sports residencies exist. That's why, you know, if higher level education, that's why P- people have PhDs in sport performance. You know, to, to talk about ACL testing, for example, like there's there are PhDs out there who've wrote their thesis and, and published papers on hop testing. Do we go into hop testing to the extent that they could go into hop testing in a 16 week course that they teach on ACL rehab in their undergrad institution? No, obviously not. 
But again, like this is the foundations course. It's to give you the tools to across the board, be far more comfortable working with athletes. Someone comes to you, you know what you should look at and how you should think about things. And you have this ever evolving database of resources that you have access to that will continue to improve and evolve as this course grows. And again, like you'll have access to that forever. And the tools through some of the lectures from a business standpoint, from a research kind of crash course standpoint, to then know like how do I continue my own education myself and stay up to date with the literature? Where do I go to do that? How do I actually read the research? You know, what resources should I look into? And then hopefully you, you know, you take this course and you feel like you're in a position that you can kind of pick up here and, and continue on your own for quite some time. And then if you feel like there's a specific niche that you want to get more into, well, keep in touch because we might have some follow-up uh, specialty mm-hmm. courses. I think something you just uh, skipped over there real quick was the um, business part. How, like, you guys are talking about this foundations course for rehab for athletes and stuff like that, but also at the end how you guys give two business lectures. And I feel like a lot of people who are in this field end up opening up their own private practice one day or end up uh, having their own business. So just getting that in there too, I feel like is very, very valuable. I don't know if you guys want to like speak on that. Yeah. And I mean, so the, you know, the business, the business lectures are designed to, to start to touch on some things that you need to think about if you're going to, whether that is going into, to practice for yourself, or maybe I just want to start you know, now that I have some more knowledge and understanding of some sports rehab, maybe I just want to start taking some patients cash pay on the side, right? Just get my LLC, get some liability insurance and, and start to do some cash pay stuff. This will at least give you the beginning things that you need to put together to think about how do I approach doing that? And, you know, what is my, uh, at my customer avatar and how am I going to monetize this? So that's what those those two lectures are designed to do um, to give you some insight on that and yeah i mean the goal is that people can can make themselves more profitable and the money that they spend on the course ideally you know they they in the short to long term make that back in what it provides them in terms of opportunity to do things on their own or to you know market themselves to Potential sports ortho clinics that want to see that you've invested in your own education and in taking sports courses and becoming a better clinician in that realm. Because that's the other thing is we know that, you know, if you want to work at the Children's Hospital of Pennsylvania, right, mm-hmm. in their sports clinic in King of Prussia, that's a pretty hard gig to land, right? It's it, You're not going to come out of school with no sport orthopedics experience and probably land a job in a well-renowned sports clinic like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having you know, your active participation in a 12-week course that has a final exam that gives you a certificate that just gives the employer some idea about your level of commitment to, um, to the profession and to continuing to educate yourself. Um, so yeah, that's... Uh, that's that's one of the things that I see even in, in on top of the business stuff as being a point of value for people interested in getting into sports. 
I guess another question that people might want to know is, I know you guys were kind of talking about this, um, but is there going to be any form of like CEUs involved with this? Yeah, so CEUs are, are hilarious because you can get CEUs for, you know, the you can get approved, your course can get approved for CEUs from things like the NSCA uh, for, you know, certifications like CSCS, personal training stuff. Technically, you shouldn't because that's outs- our course is outside of the scope of a strength conditioning specialist, right? Because it's clinically based. Um, right now, the applications are being processed for the states of Pennsylvania and New Jersey for approval that this course will give you a certain number of hours worth of, of CEUs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still in that preliminary phase. The applications were submitted early enough that if approved, all future participants will have, because you have to apply like 60 days before the start of the first course, and that has been done already. Um, So anyone with New Jersey or PA pending approval would get CEUs for that course. Um, So that would contribute to renewal of their license, which would be great, and it would be like 10 to 12 hours worth of of CEUs, which is kind of half of your license already in one course. Um, so yeah, that's another way that, you know, you can even on top of making yourself more marketable and showing that you've educated yourself, giving yourself the tools to start your own kind of practice and make money that way. It's also nice if there is CU approval, cause then that just saves you a couple hundred bucks on the back end of paying for CUs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unfortunate thing about CUs though, is that, you know, bigger companies oftentimes now they have a free database of courses. Like if you work for, you know, Novacare, right? And you're at Select Medical, they don't give you any con ed budget because they have their own in-house courses Mm -hmm. that give you CEUs. So realistically, nowadays, especially if you work for a company like that, getting CEUs is just like turning a lecture on in the background and and waiting it out Mm -hmm. almost. And doing it the weekend Um, before. Yeah, exactly. So, Thankfully, CEUs, although from a student perspective, you're like, oh, my God, there's these CEU things that I have to do when I get done with school. And I don't really know what that means. They're pretty easy to get. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not overly concerned with with the, the folks getting CEUs. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. so, well, I mean, I guess final question from me um, would be like, what does the pricing look like for this rise course? So, yeah, first off, first off, I want to say if anyone wants more info on course breakdown and all that stuff, it's sportsrehabeducation.com that you can go to to get that information. Uh, otherwise, you can email me at max at precisionperformancept.com and I'll you know send you the link and give you all that info. You can also schedule a call with me to get more information and ask me questions just one-on-one. But essentially, in terms of the the way that we built out the cost of the course, is nine ninety nine for clinicians, um, and that can that doesn't have to only be PT. That can be PT, Cairo, PTA, um, even like massage therapist. Anyone who works around individuals with pain in any capacity. Um, but obviously, things are geared more towards PT, Cairo, kind of rehab professional. Um, and then for students, it's essentially just going to be a 20% discount off of that. So it'll be 999 clinicians, 799 students. Um, 
because being a student is tough and we want to give back somehow <laughs> to them the struggle um, the, the struggle the struggle is real for students student. yeah uh, so we pay we pay homage to the students but um, no so those yeah 7 999 for clinicians 799 for students again you get 12 live lectures so you can network with people in your area that are also taking the course that you know are potential contacts down the road for jobs and things of that nature uh, the courses are recorded or the lectures are recorded you're given a pdf and supporting documents for each lecture that's uploaded onto kind of a private terminal where you can go in and log in and you know track your own progress through the course which lectures you've completed and all of that um access to all of our you know recommended readings that that essentially are uh an adjunct to the weekly lectures if there are those readings um, and then access to our database of kind of our own proprietary protocols templates things that we've put together for example we have a new tendinopathy protocol on there that you know is just kind of a guideline for some of the ways to educate patients about tendinopathy and some of the progression schemes and things of that nature like that's a document that's on there Um, so things like that lifetime access to that um, and and yeah, we also have the uh, check-ins throughout the the course too, where you have some one-on-one time with um, one of the presenters, and you can kind of ask some questions that you weren't unsure of of uh, future presentations or just anything else that you wanted to further further discuss with some one-on-one time. And we also have the Facebook community where it's just like an open forum of anybody that's been involved with the course where you can just throw in some discussion points. We'll throw in some discussion points just to to get some people chatting about uh, current topics. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good point. Like there's gonna be plenty of time for folks to, you know, get a calendar link schedule with one of us get a 20 minute consultation in, ask some questions about the course or about career or or whatever. And then, like you said, the Facebook group is gonna be an ever growing kind of community of folks who've taken the course or who are actively taking the course and have questions on, hey, does anyone have access to this paper? Does anyone, you know, what what do you guys do in this specific circumstance with a patient like this or, or whatever the case is? So. Um, that'll be a nice way to kind of keep collaborating and keep continue the, the yeah the networking piece because you know sports rehab is niche and it generally is a fairly small community and so getting in with that community and making those connections that's what lands you in a position to you know get a job down the road in a, in a cool clinic and and have those opportunities so we want to make sure that uh, the people who take the course are able to continue to benefit from that and ultimately like realistically does benefit us too in getting to meet you guys and meet more people and we learn from other people uh as well so it's 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 more collaborative than just here are the 60 minutes worth of knowledge that we're going to give to you it's more discussion based but Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i mean i think though just the lifetime access of the library is worth it in itself because that's something that's like only going to be growing you know like so there's you'll never have a time where you won't have something like to read right especially with that yeah 100 percent. and that's where the you know we talk about the the research component of the 
the the course hopefully that gives you the tools that then you can just pick up and and go into the database and yeah. if you're interested in low back pain like ah, i'm going to explore kind of these resources and learn a bit more on my own from mm-hmm. from that stuff so yeah. yeah it's cool though. like i said i mean i've had the opportunity to be a part of this mock cohort that they're running right now and you guys have actually you guys have done a real good job of putting this together obviously you're in the part of um or in the process of working out those little kinks which is probably which is the reason why you guys are running this mock cohort but it's from what i've seen it's coming together really well um and i do think it's going to be very very good and it's been very beneficial to me going forward being the student here um not being my this being my first sports like clinical um so it's helped me a lot through these 12 weeks that i've been here that's good appreciate, appreciate that yeah mm-hmm. and you got it for free so and i got uh, it for free lifetime free access <laughs> too you better not kick me out max yeah, yeah, <laughs> so your membership has been terminated <laughs> effective your last day you have to pass your cpi first yeah exactly we'll see how i don't even have a ci anymore you kidding me yeah, exactly <laughs> Um, all right, cool. So if anyone has any questions, again, you can reach out to me at max at precisionperformancept.com. Email me there or uh, check out sportsrehabeducation.com. Um, Troy? Love to see you guys on. Social media, oh, uh, social email. <laughs> uh, email me at Troy at precisionperformancept.com. Uh, look me up on Instagram, troy.cuck.dpt. And then you guys can reach me at tylerboyd.sbt on Instagram. Cool. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. We will see you in the course. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Training Room Talk podcast. We hope today's discussion was helpful in illuminating some of the complexities behind pain and rehab. If you don't know where to go from here, please reach out to us with questions. We have mentorship options for clinicians and students and programming options for you to elevate your own fitness. We look forward to speaking with you, and again, hope you enjoyed today's discussion.